This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Marketing Jam is brought to you by Cyber Impact, the email marketing platform made specifically for Canadian small businesses. Go to cyberimpact.com forward slash jelly, create a free account, and start sending castle compliant promotional emails in just a few clicks. Here's your host, Darian Kovacs. I want to welcome you to Marketing Jam. I'm really excited. We have Alicia Hack here, who I'm a big fan of. We've worked with her before, and uh, we're going to dive into what it means to uh, work with influencers and what brands and agencies she'd be doing. So we got some best practices that we'll be covering today. So Alicia, I'd love to know, how did you get here today? What is your origin story uh, that's um, made you the superhero that you are? <laughs> Thank you. I guess my, my journey's been a little bit unconventional. Um, so I started out, I studied law at university. Obviously what I'm doing now is very, very different. Um, so I studied law and kind of realized halfway through my degree that wasn't something that I really wanted to pursue. I was just kind of going through the motions and one day, I kind of questioned why I wanted to do it and I didn't really have a reason. Um, so after that, I just kind of committed to figuring out what I did want to do. Um, and kind of throughout university, I was doing a lot of content writing, mm -hmm. editing, translation, just because I enjoyed it. I kind of built a roster of clients and I was doing it just to kind of put myself to university. Nice. Um, and I'd always been quite passionate about writing. Yeah. And so after I graduated, Matt, my boyfriend and I yeah. went traveling and that's when I started my blog. Um, did you have the name there? Go. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what it was before it was Go Live Explore. It was re a really awful, cheesy, yeah. horrible name, and I can't remember what it was. And was it on Wix um, or Squarespace? Or it was on WordPress. WordPress. It's yeah, but the original layout was obviously like not, not very good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I started my blog when we went traveling just to kind of talk about travel and give backpacker tips. And yeah. my, my motivation from the very beginning was just to provide like useful content and provide the content that I couldn't find when I was looking for it. And on a blog, were you yes. also, did you, were you on Instagram at the time or Twitter? Um, yeah, I ha had an Instagram, had Twitter. The Instagram was, wasn't very good. I was using like all the Instagram filters mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, but after we went traveling, we moved to Vancouver, which was about four years ago. Cool. And I, yeah, we moved here and I actually couldn't get a job. So I was trying to find a job in marketing because I had a bit of experience yeah. in marketing and I, I couldn't get a job anywhere no one would accept me wow. I, I actually applied to a lot of the agencies and the brands that I work with no, now which is quite funny but yeah so when I couldn't find a job I thought well the freelance work that I've been doing the client work the writing work mm. let's just see if I can take that full-time yeah. and I did and it worked really well um, and I did that for about three years I built up a really great base of clients yeah. um, and I was doing their content writing mm. social media management mm -hmm. marketing and that kind of thing and alongside that running my blog and it got to about a year and a half ago mm. and it got to the point where I was like I can't physically do both yeah. my blog had kind of taken off which is amazing and yeah. I couldn't just do both so um, I kind of cut back with my client work yeah. decided to take my blog full time and go for it and it and that's where you are here today. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> so when you say it took off, what, yeah. was it was it one thing or was it, what do you think that was? For those that are listening yeah. and have a blog or, or you know. Yeah, um, I, I don't, I really don't know what it was to be honest. Hmm. It was just, there was a month where I remember my views just tripled and almost overnight I was getting a lot more campaigns, I was getting a lot more pictures. And, and these, these are people inquiring me like, hey Alicia, could you talk about my, I don't know, banana Tupperware holder <laughs> on your set. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I'll give you $20. Well, no, it, it, it was it was more kind of, kind of the campaigns I can work, that I'm working on now. So yeah. for, for maybe about, because I started my blog in 2014, yeah. as of maybe 2016, that's when I started working with brands on a more casual level. But it was, the majority of that was unpaid. It was, or, would you call it barter? What do you call it when you're not paid? You're just given something. Um, I guess an exchange. An exchange. Yeah. So you're given something. Yeah. And then you, do you often have the option to write or like, or they allude to that you should do something for us? Um, it varies. Sometimes it's, it's something that's gifted and they say, do what you want with it. Yeah. Sometimes it is like, we'll bring you on a trip and in exchange, we want this level of content. So yeah. it kind of just depends what it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say probably my third year of running my blog, it was mostly kind of unpaid exchanges yeah. and then it transitioned into proper campaigns and money that I could actually live, start to live off. And do you remember yeah. the first time someone said, I'll pay you to do this on your blog? Yeah, I was mind blown. Okay. <laughs> I think the first time it wasn't for a lot of money and I look back and it was probably very underpaid still, <laughs> but yeah. it was still like, wow, people are actually valuing my work and yeah. my 
blogs and my photography and everything and yeah. it was mind-blowing. That's really cool. Um, yeah, it's really cool. So. And those that maybe haven't been to your blog yet, that are maybe watching or listening, yeah. what's your blog like? Like, Are you a photographer? Are you a writer? What, where is the strength that comes from what you do? Um, a little bit of both, I guess. So yeah. my, my key motivations are to inspire and inform. So I like to include a lot of valuable information. So I want people to, to walk away and feel like they've found something mm. useful, whether it's travel tips, yep. whether it's fashion advice, yep. um, just useful content. Mm -hmm. And I also want to inspire with the beautiful photography and the videography mm. and really kind of capture people's attention and imagination. So yep. I like to combine the two because I love writing and I love photography. So yep. it's, it's nice to do both. And when you introduce yourself at a party, yeah. uh, what do you say you do? What do you, what do you call yourself? Uh, a content creator. Yeah. I hate the word influencer. Yeah, okay. I don't like that. Yeah. You're a content I, creator. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. And as a content creator, yeah. uh, iOS or Android? Am I what, sorry? Well, are you on an iOS device, Apple or an Android? Apple. Apple. Yeah. And, and tell me about some of the apps that you can't live without, both professionally and personally. Uh, Instagram, obviously. Okay. Very important one. Mm -hmm. um, Spotify, I use yeah. that all the time. Yeah. Music. Um, what else? There's a, a great app called Unum, U-N-U-M, okay. which I use to plan out my Instagram content. U-N-U-M. U-N-U-M, okay. yeah, it's free and it's really great just cool. for kind of planning out yeah. uh, your feed. Um, Skype is another one, yeah. use it all the time, yeah. keep in contact with friends and yeah. family and that kind of thing. And oh, what else do I use? I use lots, my phone is just yeah. a library of apps cool. basically. But and to edit your photos, <laughs> yeah. do you do it offline or on your actual camera um, or your phone? Not on my desktop now. So desktop I use the Lightroom yeah. desktop app. Okay. I find you have a lot more control with that and yeah. it's it's just, you have, you have full control over the yeah. photography. There is actually a, um, a mobile app yeah. and I'll sometimes use that but I prefer to do it on desktop. And, and do you shoot with your phone or do you shoot with an SLR? Uh, mostly SLR. Sometimes okay. with a phone, I mean, yeah. like especially I, the, the new iPhones at the minute, they're yeah. amazing. You've yeah. got the great light, yeah. you can get some really great photos. Okay. But majority is on a DSLR, yeah. Okay. So, question for you. Yeah. Speaking to like influencers, content yeah. creators, bloggers, what's the biggest advice you can give them uh, mm -hmm. for what's happening in this, this coming year? What's things that they should watch out for or things that you think would be like, hey man, these are the, you know, if I could talk to someone today and be like, yeah. they're starting off as an influencer or blogger, yeah. here's some advice I'd give you. Um, the first thing is to be smart. So be smart about the partnerships you're doing. Mm. Don't just accept anything and everything. And I think we've seen recently, especially with the Fire, Firefest doc coming out, people were really mad because you had all these influencers who were vouching and promoting a festival that didn't even happen. Yep. Um, and I think in their defense, well, I think happened. you, it, well, it happened for them actually. They got a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it happened for them. Yeah. But I think, well, I think from their perspective, you know, they, with something like a festival, you, yeah. why wouldn't it go ahead, yeah. right? But at the same time, a lot of the people who bought the tickets, they thought that they were going to be partying with all these yeah. people and they, they kind of gave off this perception and this mm -hmm. whole idea and it, yeah. it wasn't real. Yeah. Um, so I think, it, you know, people are growing a lot more sceptical of the mm. industry. So influencers have to be really careful about who they align with and mm. the kind of products they promote. I think they have to be really smart in terms of contracts mm -hmm. because there are so many people who will sign a contract and they don't read it. Mm. And the majority of them are fine, but mm. you get some really dodgy contracts too. And once you've signed it, you've mm. basically signed your life away. So I think people have to be really smart about what they're doing, especially if there's a money exchange, we've got to make sure they're actually getting paid, they're getting paid on time and just being, being a bit more business savvy with it. Um, and just, just taking it seriously, I guess, because that trust is really, really important. And I think there's been a lot of stuff recently that's kind of um, impacted the level of trust in the whole industry, but there are a lot of people out there who do take it seriously and do really value their audiences. So I think influence just have to be a bit careful. Yeah. To break down that first point, about yeah. being smart with who you choose, yeah. how, do you, how do you do that? Like, how do you know if they're the right partner or the right brand to work with? Um, so for me, my, my key indicator is would I actually go out and buy this myself? Mm. Would I recommend it to my, my best friend and my mum? And if mm. the answer is no, then I won't do it. Okay. That's it. And, and is it hard saying no? Yeah. Okay. Especially when I do this full time, like it's my income and it's my livelihood, but equally it's my income. So. I have to take it seriously and I can't be accepting contracts or partnerships that I don't believe in because mm -hmm. I don't want to jeopardize my trust with my audience. And it waters so. down your brand. Exactly, yeah. 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 I heard someone say, say no to the good to make room for the great. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And always things other better better things will come along. Yeah. And I just I just trust my gut and if I'm not enthusiastic about it, if it mm -hmm. doesn't feel right then I, I won't do it. Okay. 
Um, your point number two, good contracts. Yeah. So do you typically sign other people's contracts or do you do your own contracts? Um, I create my own contracts. I found now though most, most brands will send their own. Um, but from the very beginning, I've always been very much like if we're exchanging money yes, or if yeah. there's, there's an obligation, then I want a contract in place just mm -hmm. to protect me, yeah. basically. So when you're signing someone else's, what yeah. do you look for in it and what are the things that someone could be watching out for? Um, I'd say the first thing is the compensation mm -hmm. kind of outline. So you want to know how many days mm -hmm. you should expect to get paid in. Um, just watch out for wording. So I had a contract recently and it said that compensation would be sent uh, based on the performance of the post. Oh, so wow. if they deemed the content to not be satisfactory, mm -hmm. They essentially couldn't. They could say, "Well, we're not going to pay you." Mm -hmm. And what does satisfactory mean? It could mean anything. Yeah. And I actually challenged a brand, and I said, "Well, I I'm sorry, I can't sign that because that leaves the door open for non-payment." So and vague. It's so vague, exactly. Yeah. And they wouldn't change it. Wow. And I said, "Well, actually, on based on that, just on the principle, yeah. I I can't sign this contract." And I said no to the partnership. Wow. And it was a hard one because it was really, really well aligned. Yeah. But they were adamant that they wouldn't change it, and wow. just on the principle of yeah. that, I just didn't want to do it. Um, so yeah, you've got to look at um, the compensation. You're also going to look at licensing. So a lot of contracts will say that the brand can use the images however they want, all, way, all around the world, in any means possible, mm. and you don't have a say mm. and you won't get compensated for yeah, that. Or royalties. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a massive thing because you think, you, you kind of assume, well, I've created the content, it's going to go on Instagram and that's it. But if you sign away those rights, yeah. that content could end up anywhere a package in a package yeah. in a retail store and yeah. a billboard and if you've signed away those rights yeah. then you're not entitled to any further compensation yeah. and it costs money to put those kind of yeah. things together and that content is valuable those rights are yours mm -hmm. so you've got to watch out for that as well okay yeah and as far as the mix and the makeup right now what percentage of the contracts and kind of deals that you do would you say are directly through you mm -hmm. or through an agency uh, like through like an influencer agency right. and what come from like a PR agency and what come from like a brand directly? Um, I'd say probably 10% influencer agency yeah. and then probably equal part brand and PR. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, and the rest would be you direct? They're coming to you directly through your email, through your Instagram? It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. For the, for the most part, I prefer to work with either brands or PRs directly. Okay. I generally don't work with a lot of the influencer agencies because I feel like there's there's another level that you have to go through yeah. and like I've telephone <laughs> exactly remember that game yeah you'd yeah. whisper in the ear and then exactly yeah, okay. and you it's really hard to kind of convey your needs yeah. your value yeah. and I think it just adds an extra step yeah and uh, yeah just from my experience I much prefer working with a brand or the PR because yeah. you actually get to have that relationship yeah. and with the influencer agencies sometimes you don't yeah. because there's a high turnover yeah. and it's yeah. And do you pursue brands? Like what percentage do you pursue and what percent come to you direct? Um, now I'd say probably 10% is what I pursue and 90% yeah. comes to me. Yeah. But it used to be the complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was starting out, I was obviously I was quite new to the city, yeah. didn't know anyone. I'm Alicia. So yeah. Like, hi, I exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was really on it with just emailing people, getting to know people, building those relationships and now fortunately it's kind of flipped around and I've yeah I've got a really good network. Okay. So. Well I'm gonna explain we, we had a relationship where we did yeah. a project yeah. down in Colombia. Yes. Which you were willing to go, which was yeah. amazing, and it was for two brands. Yeah. And I just felt like the whole contract process with you was really healthy and really great because it was just really clear expectations on both sides. Yeah, yeah. And even I felt like you looked out for stuff that we were missing, you were looking out for stuff that you like we were both missing and we just yeah. covered it all yeah. through back and forth. Exactly. And it was a really healthy experience, I think, yeah. for on both sides. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I love that trip. That was amazing. Yeah. But and you yeah. were clear to say like, hey, yeah. I, I noticed this came up. You know, this is this is what's happened, and yeah. then you were really clear about expectations, and yeah, yeah. I was just impressed with your communication on that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I think if you want to be taken seriously, you've got to be a professional. Mm -hmm. So, and it's it's we're not doing each other a favor. We're working together yeah. in a professional capacity. Yeah. And if something's wrong, I've got a voice that, and equally, you've got a voice yeah. that. And I think you have to have that level of openness and transparency because otherwise, you have cross wires, miscommunication, yeah. and. From my perspective, I just want to be straight up because no. I think it makes life so much easier and it, it works, right? Yeah. So. And I think from our side, what I felt like, and again, tell me if this is a bad comparison, and yeah. I, I'd love <laughs> to have this dialogue with you on this, is that sometimes when we talk to our brands from an agency side, mm -hmm. is it's like, like I'm going to use you as an example. Yeah. Say, hey, we're going to hire Alicia yeah. and she's going to go to Columbia. 
but she's going to take some video footage, she's going to take some photos, and she's going to write some stuff. So I'm like, so the price we're paying her, that we've negotiated to pay her, yeah. and the flights and whatever else comes of it, yeah. is that, okay, we're getting a writer, we're getting a photographer, and we're getting a videographer. Right. And I was like, the pay that you came to, I was like, that's a very equitable exchange yeah. for just those three things. Yeah. And so I said, like, if you look at that as, like, the meat and potatoes... Again, um, you know, poke holes in the scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then her followership yeah. that comes from where she's posting and distributing it is yeah. like gravy. It was all bonus. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, people who don't understand influencers or mm -hmm. don't understand content marketers, yeah. it was like, okay, I can understand paying Alicia to do those three things because yeah. I've hired a videographer, I've hired a photographer, I've yeah. hired a writer before, yeah. but I've never hired someone for their reach. Yeah. Yeah. Does that, does that yeah. sit well with you or is it, be, is it awkward? Um, to be compared to those no like, i i think that's right i think well i think that's that's where things are changing because you have a lot of brands and agencies and people like you who really understand the value in that i'm not just somebody who is i'm not just a creator i have all this other skill set and you can combine those things and reach an audience and it's great yeah. but i think there are also a lot of people who really don't get that mm -hmm. and their view is well all you're doing is just taking a picture and put it on mm -hmm. instagram you know why should we pay you for that mm -hmm. And that's that's when I find it's really tricky because it's you know as you said it's not mm. it's not just uploading a random slap yeah. and yeah. putting it on Instagram, yeah. it's the skill set, it's yeah. the photography, the yeah. writing, it's the years that it's taken to build this yeah. audience. It's the fact that you're associating yourself yeah. with that brand, and you are essentially turning down other opportunities with competitors because you're associating with that brand. So yeah. it's yeah, it's there's a, a lot of components to it, and yeah. I think when you're asking somebody for their time yeah. and expertise, yeah. then it's it's valid yeah. to you take a week at least to go yeah to exactly yeah 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 and that's a week where you're not earning money from other projects yeah. and spending time on other projects yeah. so tell me a story about one of uh, your favorite brand partnerships that you've done and, and why did it work so well okay um, so I'm actually working with uh, La Roche Pose at the minute on a year-long partnership yeah. um, I was in Montreal with them uh, last week shooting video content with them and they're a joy to work with mm. because they're, they're very easy mm. and they trust me. Mm. And so they say, we want this level of content, but we're really gonna put that in your hands. So mm. we trust you, mm -hmm. we trust your creative process. Mm. And as long as you kind of broadly follow the kind of content we wanna create, then it's up to you. And from my perspective, I love that because mm. it allows me to be creative, to create content that really is suited to me, that I know my audience mm. is gonna love and I get it that agencies will often have very, very strict guidelines, but at the end of the day, you're working with a creator because mm -hmm. they're creative, yeah. and you're working with them because they have their own unique style. Yeah. So I think it is really important to just have trust in the people you're working yeah. with, which is also why it's important to be selective yeah. with who you're working with, um, because then you can have faith in them yeah. and the agency can say, you know, we trust this person, they're gonna come up with great content, and as a creator, I can just get on with it and do my job. Yeah. Um, so personally, I, I don't like it when I'm sort of micromanaged because I find it, it really restricts me. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not a magazine, you know, I'm yeah. not a newspaper, I'm doing this and the brand is coming to me because yeah. I like what I create. Yeah. So you've got to you've got to allow the people you work with to be creative. Um, Otherwise, it homogenizes the whole campaign. Exactly. Everyone has the and same post. Exactly, and, and that yeah. kind of why would you not just go to a magazine then yeah. if, every, if you want everything to be the same? And yeah. that's not the beauty of this industry. Mm -hmm. um, I also think you've got to be uh, really picky with who you work with as an agency or mm. a brand. So it's not just about how many followers you have anymore. It's so much more than that. Mm. It's about the engagement. It's about mm the quality of content, you know, that, that person's reputation, how professional they are, how long they've been doing it. It's, it's all of those things combined. And just because somebody has 100,000 followers, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're better or their content is better than somebody with 20,000 followers yeah. because everybody's different. It's very easy to fake things in this industry. Yeah. So I think you have to really look beyond the numbers um, and just, yeah, be, be more conscious of the people you're working with. Um, and I think my third tip for agencies and brand would be to understand the value of the content that the creator is creating. Yeah. Because it's not just about that one Instagram picture mm. and sending it to Instagram. It's so much more than that, as I said. And, you know, as, as a creator, when you're aligning yourself with the brand, mm. you're vouching for that brand as well. Mm. And you're putting yourself behind that brand and you're associating yourself with mm. that brand. So it's 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 a lot to do and it takes time to create mm. this content you know you've got to hire photographers yeah. you've got to edit you've got yeah. to go to locations it's and you've also got those, those years that you've taken to build this audience yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I think really just value the time that it takes, value that person's rate, mm -hmm. value just value them as a creator mm. and have that level of mutual respect yeah. because it's not, you know, you're, you're both on an equal footing. Yeah. It's got to be mutually, you got to be, there's got to be mutual respect yeah. and it's got to be um, beneficial to both yeah. people as well. Right? And find a win, win, win. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like what's, what's your take on that? Like what do you look for when you work yeah. with creators? Yeah. I think, I think one of the things we're, we're studying more now is yeah. the ratios. Yeah. So the ratios being, Okay, how many you know fans do they have, or how many followers do they have? But yeah. then how many comments and likes? Because yeah. we're finding there's a few tools out of the market now. I don't know if you've used any of them just for fun or on mm. yourself, but that you can put an Instagram account in, and it tells you if they've ever had a massive spike or a massive drop. Oh so yeah, like the social blade. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And then it also tells you on an average every time they post the amount of fans and you know followers they have compared to what the engagement is. Right. Yeah. So we'll find some people have you know sure they have a six figure. Um, followership, you mm -hmm. know, 100k, 200k, yeah. then they've got a 0.5% engagement. Yeah. But then we'll find someone with 20k, mm -hmm. but they've got like a 20% engagement. Yeah, yeah. And it's like their audience loves them, trusts them, yeah. and makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because we're accountable as an agency yes. yeah. to um, deliver results. Yeah. So whether we're selling tickets for an event or getting people to pre-register for housing development. Mm -hmm. If we can't deliver those results, which mm -hmm. is kind of like the end game, yeah. and there's the means to the end, yeah. if we don't produce what's in the end, they don't care what we did in the means, they're just yeah. like, hey, what happened in the end? Yeah. Yeah. So we've had to learn to filter more and more and say, okay, sure, that person maybe has a great, you know, a really tinselly or really exciting feed, but their ratios are really low, mm -hmm. so their audience probably doesn't trust them, yeah. or, they're just not what our audience likes. Like yeah. we're looking for this sort of audience and they don't fit. Yeah. So we're having but that's, that is so important is yeah. figuring out whether they're actually a match. Yeah. Because, and I turn down so many things and sometimes they're great opportunities, yeah. but I'm like, it, it just doesn't fit. Yeah. And it would look odd for yeah. me to, to do that partnership because it's, it's just not matched. There's yeah. maybe you should target a family blogger yeah. because they will be a much, a much better match and their audience would appreciate that, yeah. that a lot more. And I think that, is so important and I think brands and agencies are kind of moving in that direction more yeah. it's not just about who's hot mm -hmm. it's about who actually fits and who is a good fit with that brand which probably keeps yeah. up your ratios because yeah. you have good ratios yeah. you know, we ran you recently and you've got healthy ratios oh, and so <laughs> but I think what's happening is like some of our favorite accounts we've worked with yeah like we had one that we we did a bunch of campaigns with yeah. but then we found that over time like the last couple of campaigns we ran they're the results we got, which again, mm -hmm. we measure the result through, we give them you know, like a unique URL yeah. and we give them a tracking through their blog yeah. and we found that the results were really poor right. in the last couple of campaigns. And we found out they had recently sold to another media organization right, okay. and they found out, we found that they had changed their content quite significantly. Right. And people so, weren't responding to no, it. No, they yeah. responded quite poorly. Right. So they got a ton of unfollows or people who just kind of ignored them on the feed Interesting. because yeah. it wasn't what they were used to. Yeah. Yeah. So it happens. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. And I think the thing to remember as well is that when you're comparing branded or paid content yeah. to non-paid content, yeah. I think the majority of the time, the non-branded content will always perform better yeah. because when you add, uh, add an ad, hashtag yeah. ad or yeah. sponsored, yeah. immediately people take a double take. Yeah because there is an assumption, and it's not a correct mm. assumption, but the assumption is for a lot of people that if it's, it's an ad, mm. then it's not trusted. Yeah. Um, and so people are a little bit more skeptical of that mm. content. And for me, whether it's an ad or it's, mm. or it's not, it doesn't yeah. make a difference because yeah. I think if it's an ad, that's great because yeah. it means that a brand is paying you to create that content yeah. and paying you for your work and your yeah. time, and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But then there are people who will take advantage of that. So I mm. think you have to remember that the branded content might not always perform as well as mm. the other content, mm. but that's also why it's got to be really well aligned yeah. because the audience has to know, okay, even if it's an ad, mm. I still trust that person, yeah. I still trust that word, yeah. right? And using Pacific Sands as an example, yeah. and again, I don't know, so I don't know, so if they paid you to be there, yeah. plus cover the costs, okay. versus if they just covered your cost to be there, yeah. do you say that people ethically should market as an ad for both those scenarios? Um, no. So for me, if, it, if I've been paid to create that content, I will mark it as an ad. Yeah. Um, if it's a, like a collaborative yeah, like a gift. thing, a gift, yeah. Or if, a well, barter. I don't, 
Or a what? Or a barter, which barter. is like an exchange. Like they'll oh, give you a, a stay at okay. a hotel in yeah. exchange you write content. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. If it's more of an exchange, then I will say it's an exchange or I'll say it's in partnership with that brand. So hashtag partnership. Or Exa- yeah, exactly. Because I actually don't like gifting. I don't like gift. Yeah. Because for me, a gift is like a birthday gift. If yeah. somebody gives me a gift yeah. and there's no obligations attached, yeah. then it's a gift. Yeah. If it's something where there's an expectation attached to yeah. it, then it's an exchange yeah. because you're getting something and I'm getting something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I will make that clear. Um, yeah. And I think when it is a, a, a paid campaign, then yeah. the expectations generally are a little bit higher. Yeah. When it is an exchange, then it is yeah. more at my discretion. Yeah. You know, I can be a little bit more flexible with yeah. that. So. so for your brand, Alicia, mm-hmm. how do you know, like you're, you're on Instagram, you're on your blog, right? You've got two channels right there. Yeah. How do you know when it's time to like, all right, should I be on Twitter? Should I not? Should I be on YouTube? Should I not? Yeah. Should I be on Snapchat? Should I not? Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's the pressure to yeah, be on Yeah, to be on everything. Yeah, so what do you massively. do? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think the platforms are all very different. Um, we all know that Snapchat effectively died overnight, mm-hmm. didn't they? <laughs> um, Instagram is very, very relevant, so I'm, I'm very active on Instagram. But for me, I always remember that the only thing I actually own is my blog. Okay. So yes. I can't neglect that because... Yeah. As I said, Snapchat died overnight because mm-hmm. Instagram stories came along. What if that happens to Instagram? Mm-hmm. And if you know you have a lot of people who are just invested in Instagram, and yeah. well, that's great for now, yeah. you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, so my blog for me is always one that I, I've always had my blog, I'm yeah. always gonna have my blog yeah. because that is my core. Yeah, you own the domain name, you exactly. pay for yeah. the hosting. Nobody can take that away, yeah. basically. Um, I think they're all used for different reasons. I think mm-hmm. Twitter, Twitter is great for really connecting on a personal level mm-hmm. with people, having those conversations. Mm-hmm. Complaining, yeah. it's also always yeah. great yeah. on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> um, YouTube, I've actually got into YouTube a lot more. I'm okay. posting a lot more consistently because yeah. I think the audience you get is a lot different. Yes. People are very highly engaged. Yeah. They're very vocal. Oh, sometimes yeah. it's good, sometimes it's not very good. Yeah. Um, but I think you, the platforms are all used differently. So you've got to think which ones which ones are very natural to you. Yeah. Like with Snapchat, I, I don't even know my username or my, okay. my password anymore because I, it was an effort to use it and I thought, I, I'm forcing myself to yeah. use it and it just, it wasn't working because yeah. I was using Instagram instead. Yeah. But YouTube um, this year, do you, do, are we going to see more of you on YouTube? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, so following definitely. you on YouTube. And yeah. then what about LinkedIn videos and LinkedIn content? Yeah, I've actually heard a lot more about that. I'm, I'm actually not active on LinkedIn at okay. all and yeah. I know I need to be. Do you think you will try this year or is that, too, or is that spreading yourself too thin? Uh, maybe a little bit. I think I would cross promote content or cross share content onto LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. You, I think you have to be selective with what you do because there's so many things that you could possibly do, be doing. Yeah. Right. So here's a question on yeah. Instagram. Uh-huh. There's this wrestle right now between like, okay, I do an exchange with you, or we do a partnership where we pay yeah. you to do content, yeah. and it's great. I'm gonna pay you to, to write. I'm gonna pay you to do photos, videos. Awesome. Yeah. And then the gravy being, okay, I'm also gonna get you to post it on your channels, mm-hmm. which is awesome because yeah. then I'm gonna regram it or post it on mine, but. Yeah. getting your followership yeah. so am I these days more excited about you posting it in your evergreen content mm-hmm. or am I more excited about you putting in your stories and doing a swipe up and yeah. doing a series of stories like what where are you seeing the most engagement these days um, a bit of both really okay because like, like equal almost I, I would say equal because I think that instant content is really important those swipe up links the the present really current things yeah. are, are really great but equally, say if it's on my blog, yeah. it's going to be on there for a very. It's going to be there until I delete it. And they'll get a backlink. Like I, Pacific yeah, Sands. and then it, yeah. it. Yeah, and then it links on Google. And I have so many posts that I've written over the last few years that are ranking number one on Google. Yeah. Like I have a guide about moving to Canada, the whole visa process. Wow. And that is my most successful post. I get hundreds and hundreds of hits a day because, because it's you number watch one the on analytics. Google. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I see the analytics, and so many people come to my other channels through that. Wow. So I think. Okay. You know, brands sometimes forget the importance of having that evergreen mm. content on your blog, yeah. even on your YouTube, that you can search yeah. and you can find it. And Instagram's great for more of that current content, the yeah. trending stuff. Yeah. But I think YouTube and blog content is always going to be relevant because you can always search for it. And, and great for SEO. Yeah, amazing for SEO, exactly. And yeah. it's always going to be there. Yeah, so. we approached a, a large media organization yeah. who's got a really great radio station right. and we said hey we love your radio station and we love yeah. your your blog like yeah. we love your news content so we're like can we do an advertorial is mm-hmm. the term we use like okay. you, you use sponsor content or yeah. partnership yeah. content yeah or some people use advertorial so we said we love yeah. doing advertorial on your blog like yeah. on your news section like great no problem that'd be awesome you know it's it's x amount of dollars mm-hmm. um, but just so you know it's gonna be only up for 30 days and then we take it down right and i was i was blown away by that yeah like, have you have you ever heard of something like that where it's it's up for a 
Well, I guess that's kind of like Instagram, isn't it? It's still there. The stories. But it's the sto stories, yeah. But or even, snap. even the actual posts. They, they might be pushes up, down. Yeah, right? but you can't search for that, can no, you? No, you really? can't at all. No. So it's relevant, but for a short period of time, yeah. but it's still really, really valuable. Yeah. Um, but I think it's good to have that in conjunction with the evergreen content yeah. because then you're covering both bases. Yeah. And for us, like we love to say, like for example, if like we have a travel, like a, a hotel, yeah. and we can say as CNN, you know, go mm -hmm. live, explore. Yeah. And we love to link back. Like we're not going to yeah. link back to your Instagram yeah, post. Exactly. We're, we yeah. want to link back to your blog. Yeah. So yeah. where the blog is still really important. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They both serve different purposes, but I think mm -hmm. it's great to tap into both. So yeah. you're just you're covering all bases. So if someone's yeah. saying, hey, you know what, I'm a content creator, I want to get yeah. into it, but I, I don't blog, I'm just an Instagrammer. Yeah. Do you think there's validity in, in that? Massively, yeah, and you get people who are just on Instagram and they have huge audience and huge levels of engagement because yeah. Instagram is it's very instant and you can reach someone directly yeah. and it's yeah. there's huge value in that. But for me, I think I think you have to be a little bit smarter than mm. just putting your eggs in one basket, yeah. especially if this is something that you want to pursue yeah. because it's changing so quickly oh, yeah. and apps are coming up and they're going down and yeah. you've got to be smart about yeah. it, right? Like Twitch. Have you ever considered Twitch? I've heard of Twitch. I don't it's really like, know much about uh, it. It's video like a gaming. gaming. Yeah, live yeah, gaming. You're, right, yeah. you're not going into Twitch yet. No, no. no. <laughs> so speaking of brands, uh -huh. how do they find you? Like, how do they find someone like you and maybe four others to work on a project? Like, like where do they go for this stuff? Um, sometimes, you know what, the, the roundup posts, you know, you get like Daily Hive, now City doing like 10, 10 people to follow right yeah. now in Vancouver or whatever. Yeah. I find I get a lot of people through those. Really? Because they're okay. quite relevant. Like, I, yeah. Quite no, that's great. Um, so, Narcity, Daily Hive has yeah, some roundups. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, are the, those are the two main ones, would you say, that do it? They're the only ones I can think of. No, right it's now. great. But, no, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they'll do a lot of like roundup yeah. posts, and, and yeah, I find people yeah. through those as well. Um, I get a lot of people just through my Instagram, people yeah. who follow me, and they also work in PR, and yeah. then they. You know, partnership comes up and it's a great fit um, and I think a lot of it has just been through me reaching out to them in the very beginning oh, yeah, and yeah. really nurturing the early days these relationships yeah, yeah. the early days nurturing yeah. these relationships and it's yeah. great now to be working with people on like a massive campaigns yeah. that I reached out to four years ago mm. and it took me a few attempts to reach them mm. so I'd reach out and yeah. didn't hear back and I'd reach out another six months later yeah. and then oh we'd actually have a conversation yeah. um, so it's taken a long time to really garner those relationships yeah. like okay do you remember how we met like how you engaged with Jelly originally yeah, I think you offered me a job. Is that what it was? You yeah. Were, okay, way back in the day. What? Were you yeah, seeking out it? Were you like, no, I'm going to pursue this blogging. I'm going to pursue yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wait. And then you came day. to our. Uh, I did. Your part. Your launch. Opening, yes, that's which right. Is so that great. was what a couple of years ago. Yeah. 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 This office right here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. Very cool. But you mm -hmm. showed up, and I think that yeah. was one of the things that impressed me the most about you Thanks. is that you showed up. Which again, they, there's you know, ninety percent of work is showing up. Yeah, right? exactly. Like you yeah. showed up and just you, being involved and yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but I think that FaceTime is really important, mm. and it can be quite hard because there's a lot of brands and agencies in Toronto, yeah. and so whenever oh, yeah. they're here, I, I like to have FaceTime because I, oh, yeah. I don't like just interacting over email. It's nice yeah. to actually know yeah. the person behind it. Then you hear it in their yeah. voice, you know what they're like, yeah. and. And they're the center yeah. of the universe. Exactly. Right? So they manage yeah. most major, like well, yeah. Google, like yeah. Google, uh, like yeah. Mint Agency manages yeah. Google, That's right, you know, yeah. Nestle and like SodaStream, yeah. right? And yeah. so they're, they hold the reins on so many accounts. Yeah. So yeah. how do you get the attention of Torontoites? Is it just when they're here or is it, do you ever um, go there? Yeah, I've actually never been there. I, okay. I keep meaning to go and spend yeah. a bit of time you there. You go knock, um, knock on doors and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, oh, when, when they're here, often they'll ask for meetings yeah. um, and just kind of reaching out. I yeah. think the worst someone can say is no, yeah. right? But having that FaceTime is really, really valuable. So yeah. as a content creator, do yeah. you have a business card? Do you carry business cards? Yeah, I do, but it's not very good. Okay, okay. do they do <laughs> you use them though? Are you too embarrassed? To, uh, um, I do if I'm at networking events, yes. but the majority okay. of the time people just say, well, I'll find you on social. Instagram, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I think that's a lot more memorable nowadays. Okay. Actually, there's a, there's a guy I know, and he has um, on the back of his phone case yeah. is his website and his Instagram handle. Oh. So if he meets somebody at an event and they say, "Do you have a business card?" They just take a picture of the back of his phone case, really? and it has his his IG handle and his uh, That's website. Smart. It's genius, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because then it's not a physical card, and yeah. it's always there in the pictures. Yeah. So tell me the difference between working on a campaign solo, okay, or doing something like in collaboration, like with Telus. Right. I know you're a Telus partner and, yeah. and they, they get you guys together with other influencers. Yeah, yeah. What, what are the pros and cons of those? Yeah. Um, they're just, they're different. Yeah. I think you get different kind of content. Yeah. I, I like doing solo projects yeah. because I can bring Matt along who takes a lot of my photos. Yeah. We can 
kind of just do what we want and get really creative and yeah. create the content that we want to create. You don't feel obliged to constantly have conversations all the time. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's different. I think if we're working on a campaign and we have to create content, yeah. normally you will do that solo yeah. because it, it just kind of makes sense. Yeah. But then, yeah, with Talus, I do a lot of Talus events and we'll yeah. kind of all get together yeah. and we'll share it organically on stories yeah. and that kind of thing. And it's, it's really cool having those community events where you all come together. Yeah. Because like Mike Morrison is one of the guys. He's saying he's exactly. yeah, been hanging out with him. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Who is um, a, just, you know, he's a blogger yeah. out of Calgary. Yeah, Mike's he's an OG. Blog. Yeah. yeah, he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's actually really nice to have those kind of events yeah. because you get that FaceTime again. Yeah. Because it is, it is a real solo job. I'm sat yeah. in my dining room yeah. every single day doing yeah. this on my own. On the other end of the keyboard is yeah. my PR person or a brand. And it's nice to just get together with people because mm. it can be quite lonely at times. You're self-employed working for yourself. So it's, it's nice to kind of get together with people. Cool. So, so um, first dates, yeah. you know, they can always be awkward. Yeah. But tell me about like the first t email that someone sends, whether they're from a brand or an agency. What do you want to get? in an email mm -hmm. and also if they mail you something how do you want that to happen what's the best way to, to do those two things okay so if it's if it's like a pitch yeah. um, okay so if it's a pitch I I like details okay. so I don't want to have to pull to yeah. get details yeah. I want if the brand has an idea I want to know everything yeah. basically yeah. Um, or maybe they'll gorge my interest first and then yeah. they'll kind of send all the details so I want to know is there a budget if so how much, yeah. um, what's the timeline, yeah. when do you want that content, yeah. when do you want to approve that content, how many posts do you want, yeah. you know, what's the theme, what's yeah. the angle, yeah. why do you want to work with me? Yeah. I like having those details, I find yeah. it's much smoother and much easier. Um, when it comes to packages, mm -hmm. um, now I much prefer more simple packaging. Okay. So I don't want to have to dispose of a ton of plastic. I, it, <laughs> it drives me crazy and I know that brands now they're getting a bit better. I know that brands really like to send extravagant yeah. packages because yeah. it looks great. Your Instagram yeah. story and it's like, yeah. wow, that's really cool. You're opening. Yeah. Right? Maybe on YouTube you'll put it on like a exactly. uh, yeah. unboxing. Yeah. yeah. But now it's got to the point where it's like, it's so wasteful. And yeah. when I'll have six boxes yeah. and there's tons of plastic and I'm going to open it on the IG stories and throw it in the bin, yeah. I hate it. And it yeah. drives me mad because I think it's so wasteful. Yeah. I, actually, I, got one, I got one thing delivered ages ago and it was... Um, a new pair of shoes, train yeah. it, running shoes. Great. And they came on a, on a pillow, oh. like a weighted pillow. And I was like, cool, but what am I gonna do with this weighted pillow? And I just throw it in the bin. Yeah. And it's, it's great for maybe 10 minutes, yeah. but then I'm now thinking a lot more about, I, I wanna be able to share things with people. Yeah. I wanna be able to try those new products, but I don't wanna be creating tons of waste at the same time. Yeah. So I think just being a bit more conscious with packaging is really yeah. important. Um, and also, yeah, just being conscious about what you're sending. So if yeah. you're sending things that I'm never going to be able to use, yeah. or if they're gimmicky, yeah. it, it looks great, yeah. but it's also really wasteful. Yeah. So a lot of brands are moving in the direction of more sustainable packaging, yeah. not sending all the extra bits and bobs, just sending you know, what they want to send. Yeah. And I think that's actually really good. Yeah. So. so I've heard some like kind of, you know, the ripple effect of the Fire Festival, yeah. I feel like was more about disclosure. Yeah. Like Ads Council of Canada, like, hey, just yeah. disclose if you're sponsored or not. I think that was kind of the, the, the thing. Yeah. But other people, maybe who haven't watched the documentary or mm -hmm. just heard ripples of the documentary are saying, oh, influencers are dead now, it was yeah. just a fad, the fire Festival wrecked it for everyone. Yeah. What, what would you say to that when someone says, you know, influencers or content creators are just a fad? How would you um, I think it's here to stay. Okay. Why is that? Yeah. Because it's relevant and it's trusted. You know, do you read magazines now, honestly? I do. I'm old. Yeah, I okay. like some. I like uh, some magazines. Okay. Some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if okay, so if I was looking for a, a new eye cream, for example. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, I don't go to. Yeah. Yeah, like if you see an ad in a, a magazine. Every magazine is more long story. Yeah, uh, exactly. Investigative exactly. research. Stuff. But those kind of advertorials, they're they're nice to look at, but I don't really trust them that much yeah. because I know the production that goes into yeah. it. I know that, you know, that celebrities were yeah. paid a lot of money yeah. to promote this product yeah. and. Does she actually use it? Yeah. I don't know. So I think the beauty of influencers in the whole industry is that you have that element of trust. Yeah. And that is the whole basis yeah. of the industry is trust. Yeah. And when I want to find new products, I look to the people that I follow. And yeah. I, I'm really careful about who I follow. And I, I know if they post about something, yeah. oh, I trust that. I'm going to go and buy that. Yeah. And I know that it's super impactful. Um, but I think people... People who say that are following the wrong people. Mm -hmm. And if you follow the right people, if you follow people who are decent, who are yeah. trustworthy, mm -hmm. who are true to their word, mm -hmm. are genuine, then I think you've probably liked the industry a lot more. Yeah. So I think it's very relevant, it's gonna to continue to be relevant, but mm -hmm. I think as, an, as a creator, 
you just have to be careful about who you're aligning with yeah. um, and just and not promote anything and everything because yeah. we're, not, we're not a billboard yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. We're just people who have an audience and people trust our word and you've yeah. got to really hold on to that level of trust. Because that is your secret sauce. But exactly, and without that, then what are you? Yeah. Yeah. So have you, have you ever read the book The Circle? No. They did a movie with it with Tom Hanks. Okay, no, the movie wasn't very good. The book was was incredible. Yeah. But the book was this prophetic look at the future of what if like PayPal, Amazon, um, Facebook, Google all merged into one company called The Circle. Okay. And so how it worked with everyday people, everyday people became influencers now. Okay. And they would track a post. If you posted about say like this cat mug <laughs> and then um, using Google Analytics and tracking and 50 people bought that cat mug, I would get like 50 credits into my account for remuneration. Right, okay. So they, they use the term today like affiliate marketing. Yeah. So have you ever done a partnership where like you're not paid up front anything, yeah. but if you marketed like a cat mug or whatever it was, <laughs> yeah. you would get paid like X dollars per cat mug that was purchased? So you take a risk, but you hope yeah. for a better reward? Um, no, I've never done that. Okay. And it doesn't... I don't find it that appealing. I yeah. mean, there are affiliate marketing sites that I will use, especially for fashion, and okay. I use them a lot on YouTube. And, and what are those sites? Like, what would you, are um, they just called affiliate marketing sites? Yeah, there's one called Reward Style, which okay. is very popular. Yeah. Um, and essentially, the consumer, they don't have to pay any more money, but if you've influenced a sale, then you get a, a portion and of it's that tracked. sale. And, and it's tracked. And money into your account. So you, exactly. do, you do do that with I do, fashion. Yeah. With, fa with fashion stuff, yeah. But because not I, cat mugs. Yeah, okay. I, I think... I think it's a hard one, but then I think, you know, if I've got to pay my photographer, if I've got to pay mm -hmm. to hire a car to get yeah. to this location, yeah. that's a lot of money up yeah. front, and a lot of the time you might not actually see a reward from it. So I would rather be compensated properly. Up front. Because you're, you're a creator. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you, but you do it with fashion because why? Why do you do it with those sites? Well, with those ones, because people, especially my fashion videos, yeah. they get quite a lot of hits, yeah. and people they will ask, like, have, do you have the link for yeah, it? Yeah. And so I will use an affiliate link and I'll disclose that it's an affiliate link and yeah. a lot of people actually buy from, uh, the, link. from, from the link, yeah. And do, they, yeah. do you get a coupon code as well or just the link that um, is used just, to track? Just the link, yeah. 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 And, and is it like the like to know it? It's, yeah, that's reward style. That's another the same one. thing. Yeah. yeah, and do you use that one? Yeah, I do, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, that's kind of the screenshot one, so I don't use that. Okay. Um, I just mainly use it on YouTube. I find people respond really well to it on there. So. Okay. So yeah. you use it there, but you haven't done it for like, anywhere else yet no. yeah okay because it's risky it's it a huge risk it is risky yeah. yeah because people might not actually buy it and you've put in all this time and money of your own to create this content yeah. and you might not actually get a reward yeah. from it and would you do one maybe like a hybrid get paid up front plus mm. a reward like maybe yeah. pay a little bit less but you can get some rewards yeah i would do that something like that yeah yeah okay. i think i think it really depends as well because while you know the goal might be for people to buy this product yeah it doesn't happen immediately no. and I think a lot of a lot of brands will hire an influencer and they think we want to sell 5,000 lip balms yeah. for example yeah. and they might not get that reward and no. they may see that as something that's unsuccessful but actually if you want if you want that kind of reward mm -hmm. then maybe your approach should be Facebook ads something yeah. that's very 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 targeted yeah. that people can click and buy but what you're getting with influencer marketing is that brand awareness yeah. so you see the product you see them using it and yeah. you think Oh, okay, that's cool. And you it see it again. It does. It raises the reputation, then yeah. it raises that level of association, and yeah. you see it again, and you're like, oh, that lip balm's quite nice. Yeah. You see it again, you think, oh, oh that, that must work. Maybe yeah. I'll have a look, and you see it in the shop, and you go and you buy it. Yeah. So it's it's there's a lot of stages. The seven to it. people say seven times exactly, and I think purchase. even now it's more than that because yeah. you you're consuming so much yeah. information. Um, so I think it's also for brands to manage their expectations yeah. and manage. Yeah, their expectations of why they're working with that person and the goals that they have, and it might not necessarily equate to sales, sales immediately, mm -hmm. but it might equate to a sale in three months' time or six months' time, mm -hmm. and that uh, brand awareness is really, really valuable. Yeah. yeah, I remember I was thinking of getting some of those glasses, like mm -hmm. uh, like flasses, like they're fake glasses, okay. but it has a blue tint on it. So oh it, yeah, you, the blue light for the yeah yeah. yeah. And so I was on Instagram one day, and yeah. a Caitlin Bristow yeah. post who was once a bachelor. Uh, she's from BC, posted about these glasses that you get blue tint and here's yeah, a yeah. code to do it. But then um, I remember seeing and forgetting about it and then, like, and then I remember like, oh, I really got to get these glasses. My eyes are bugging me at the end of the day. Yeah. So I just went to that website and I didn't remember her code, but yeah. I bought those glasses. Exactly, because you have that association. Yeah, but yeah. I, she got no attribution. Yeah, yeah. 
because yeah. I well, that does didn't happen remember a lot. her code. Yeah, yeah. But she influenced me to go there yeah. versus going to like Clearly or going to a shop. I went to this website online yeah, exactly. and, and bought them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's what it, this industry is. Yeah. yeah. And, and a, a really great anecdotal story too is um, you came back from Colombia, mm-hmm. having visited both coffee farmers in Colombia and okay. artisans uh, with 10,000 villages. And when we came back, the a nice I felt bonus of working with you too is when we said, hey, would you be willing to go and do traditional media mm-hmm. post campaign? Yeah. You said yes, right? And so we yeah. made sure it's part of the package. And, yeah. you know, oh, I love that. We went on global and did the, yeah, yeah, the TV segment, yeah. And and the fruit of that though was yeah. the Vancouver store. So this is Global BC, so in Vancouver, yeah. the store had more foot traffic that day and more sales than they'd ever had in, in years. Wow. So, it, and amazing. what it was was that it was both traditional, because again, their demo is an older demo watching it on TV. Yeah, yeah. But I felt like the win of that was okay, here's Alicia, who not only did we pay to create this content here, but then as part of the package was you came back and told your story yeah. on a channel, yeah. a media channel, yeah. that reached an older demo, but you weren't from 10,000 Villages. Mm-hmm. Um, you, had, you had a story to tell, you had photos of, from you, and I think it impacted shoppers yeah. so hugely that it was a huge sale day yeah definitely yeah. yeah i think the the key element there is the story mm-hmm. and it it's the storytelling process that i i personally love with all my content i want to tell be a you story. how to tell it exactly it was yeah. it's just very natural and that is that's why it's so great using people in this industry because yeah. it's a very authentic and natural yeah. experience you yeah. get to tell the story and people are very invested in that people love hearing stories mm-hmm. so it's it's really effective mm-hmm. When we're talking to clients, sometimes we're saying, okay, you're, you're, again, we try to break it down for them because we don't want to like, especially if they're uncomfortable with influencers. Yeah, yeah. So we say, you're buying all this content. Yeah. So it's like you're hiring a videographer, photographer, writer, and then you get all this as bonus. But I said, the other thing is, is that you're like, you, we could hire a videographer and all these folks for, you know, say $10,000, mm-hmm. just using that as easy math. Or we could hire 10 people yeah. um, to do the, you know, 10 different forms of video, yeah. 10 different forms of photos. And I use the term, they all have different accents. Yeah. It just so happens yeah. you have an accent, but I, but I love that yeah. everyone has a different accent yeah, yeah. on their product. Yeah. So, and it's like, there's a story of like the, um, the elephant and you know, the 10 blind men touching the elephant. And everyone has a different take on what an elephant feels like. Right. Like one is saying it's really hard and wrong because they're touching the toenail. Yeah. Or some are saying they're hairy. Or some are saying they're really smooth because they're touching like the, t- you know, the nostril or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like your take on 10,000 villages and you know level ground trading yeah. had a unique take and perspective definitely yeah that but I, I think with like you guys were tell. you guys were really good and that you were very accommodating you allowed my brother to come along with yeah. me to help with the content and that that was what what sold it to me really because I didn't want to go to Columbia on my own no. I, no. I just <laughs> think my dad would have had a heart attack no. <laughs> um, but just from a content perspective it's yeah it's really hard to do that on your own. And mm. the fact that he came along with me, it helped me massively, made me feel at ease, and it, yeah. it made the whole thing a lot easier. Um, but even just having that angle, I went with my brother, and it was a sibling trip, and yeah. it was, you know, even that alone was, was a, a, great, a, a great element of the story. Um, but you're right in that having those people tell those stories differently, it's, it's so effective, because everybody's different, everybody has a very different audience. Yeah. And it's, it's just an effective way to do it. And you're not putting all of your marketing eggs into yeah. one basket. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And you're going to reach lots of different audiences at that time. Yeah. So. so Alicia, people who are watching, listening, yeah. what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, which channel? And, and email. where do they go? Email. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just, yeah. and where do they find your email address? Uh, you'll find it on my Instagram and on my blog. Okay. And they're gonna, and you're gonna get that email. You personally. Yes, me it. first. Yeah. There's no, there's no agent monitoring them now. There's no assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Just me. <laughs> okay, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 And and how do you manage your email with that? Like, is it do you use a little Gmail thing, or do you have like a different email server? Just yeah, just have my Gmail. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have considered working with agencies yeah. to kind of represent me and manage that, but I I really value having those relationships yeah. and having that direct communication. And responding to the email. Exactly. Do you yeah. use your phone or are you more of a desktop emailer? Um, I use my phone. I prefer just doing it on desktop. I can type a lot quicker and yeah. it's, it's easier. Yeah. Um, I like Instagram DM, but I, it's, it's hard to keep track yeah. and then yeah, you forget about it and yeah. email is just so much better because it's okay. just always there. Right? Do you push people from DMs into email? If it's a pitch, then yeah. yeah. I, I always take it more seriously if it's by email. Yeah. If it's a pitch by Instagram, I'm just like, you should just email me and I don't take it as seriously. Because you have your email on your Instagram? Yeah. Okay. And it. Yeah, when it's a company that I don't know, it's a, yeah. you know, I don't have that element of trust, yeah. I guess. 
Definitely. Yeah. Anything else you want to leave with viewers, listeners today from you? Anything else you want to, any more mic drops you want to drop people with? Any other gems of wish people would know this? Um, well, I think for brands, I think pick the people that you're working with carefully. Mm. Um, really put thought into that. Yeah. I think for influencers, take this industry seriously yeah. because it's growing and there's so much potential yeah. in it. But you, I think you've got to take it seriously and be in it for the long game. Yeah. And I think for people following these creators and following these influencers, mm -hmm. if you find yourself, if you find that you're not trusting the people mm -hmm. you're following, and you're following the wrong people mm. because there are so many amazing creators out there who are so skilled and do these amazing things and they're so inspiring mm. and informative mm. and they're all out there mm -hmm. um, and I think it's those kind of people that you want to be following mm. and trusting yeah yeah so I got one last question for you where do you go as a creator for like inspiration ideas like are there conferences are there mm -hmm. like secret meetups for creators. Not that like, I know of. <laughs> like e-newsletters <laughs> yeah. that you subscribe to. Where, where do you go for your own inspiration and ideas? Um, I like following other people yeah. and yeah. seeing what kind of thing they're doing. Not not copying because mm -hmm. I think everybody has yeah. their own unique yeah. style, but really just taking inspiration and mm -hmm. just finding cool, different things. Yeah. Because ultimately you want to be a bit different. Yeah. You want to have your own unique take and your unique spin. Yeah. And that's what makes you individual in this industry. So. What if it, does a brand ever say, "Hey, at least we want to work with you," mm -hmm. and then Q recommend three other people we should work with, and you get yeah. to pick your like people you like? Yeah. Okay. It's great. <laughs> I've had that with trips before. Okay. Um, and it's great because then you work with people who you love, who yeah. you work well with, and yeah. it's the dynamic just works really, really nicely. Yeah. So Alicia, thank you so much. I, I feel like we've got a lot of gems and truth bombs for both influencers and content creators, and for brands and agencies. I think we've talked to both sides, which is great, yeah. which is the hope of this. Yeah. Um, and we're going to follow you. Go Live Explore. You're on Instagram. Yeah. On your blog. We're going to look for you on YouTube and we're going to follow you on LinkedIn and look okay. for some content. LinkedIn's not yet. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. Soon. <laughs> soon. Soon. Um, yeah. Thank you for everyone for joining us today. Alicia, uh, you know how to get a hold of her now. Um, you know how to get a hold of her and in which way you should get a hold of her and what you should be pitching her. So thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Marketing Jam. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.